Oh, this is it, everybody. This this is the final episode of our regular season of the, the Manufacturers Club. Club. I'm Sean. I'm Carl. I'm Zaheen. And we are going to wrap up our discussion of the Iron Man armor, its development, its testing, its design. We're going to get all the way through to the end of deployment. So let's think back a little bit on how we got here. Mm-hmm. We, we've talked through how you would uh, identify the stakeholders. That was our first episode. Yep. We did project scope in episode two. Episode three was requirements, mm-hmm. and we we defined you know what what would an MVP be. Then we got into the actual design in episode four. Mm-hmm. We talked through how Tony would design the armor to meet the requirements, um, you know, in the the uh, external conditions under which he had to do so, as well as how those conditions would affect the development in episode five. And we got into how, uh, you know, Tony had it was being surveilled, whether it's in 1963 Tony or 2008 Tony, you know, and how that affects development. And once we were done with development, we got into testing in episode six. And we, we, we exposed a lot of trigger warnings uh, when we got when we talked about testing. Womp, trigger. Um, <laughs> trigger. But hopefully deployment which is the end of the the, the development life cycle. Um, hopefully deployment is is not going to bring up any trigger warnings because usually deployment means you're done. You've reached the end. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, uh, or as I colorfully like to put it, which a lot, not a lot of people like that I've worked with over the years, you're throwing the body over the fence. You're mm. done. Mm, you um, know, I can see how that's not as popular I can see that. Uh, in, a, in a corporate setting, but it's, 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 it's visceral and it, it brings up many reactions. Yep. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I'm conscious of that and I'm okay with it because mm-hmm. um, I've got to be free. I've got to be me. What else can I be but what, what I, I am? am. Um, thank you, Carl. That's 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 not a song that most people your age, I think, would even know. No, nah, but I know people who know people. De- Carl is Deep deeply con- <laughs> he's deeply connected as well. Um, you know, you may not know it just by listening to this podcast, but Carl's reach extends well beyond this podcast studio. I can assure you that. Um, it's really how we met. Um, so we we so let let's go back just for a second to the testing. Mm-hmm. And we said, you know, there's there's a point at which, because of the time constraint of Tony's life being in jeopardy, that he's got to stop testing, whether whether he feels fully satisfied yep. that that the the armor is meeting his requirements or not. Um, and at that point, he's got to go forward with deployment. So that that's a, 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 a not an uncommon scenario in real world development where you've got you know what. What the example I used previously was you've got a customer who's expecting something to be delivered on a certain date. Mm-hmm. You know, another example would be you've got a, a confirmed launch date for something you've broadcast to the world, you know, that maybe you can change it and say, oh, no, it's going to be next week instead. But usually, you know, depending on how high profile your launch is, you do not want to tamper with that because, you know, once you you know, violate the trust that customers have that you're going to deliver when you say you're going to deliver well, you've, you've lost them as a customer. So again, this is not an unusual scenario uh, in the real world. But in Tony's case, it's a very distinct scenario where he's like, well, if I don't do this now, I'm going to die tomorrow because I've only had that. That's tomorrow's day seven. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's um, to, to, to go back to the, the 1800s, it's shit or get off the pot. 
because you know back then people just had chamber pots they didn't have indoor plumbing mm -hmm. and yeah you don't want to simmer on that thought for too long because it's it's horrifying especially when you're talking about like an entire like Irish immigrant family in a tenement building on the Lower East Side, you mm -hmm. know, oh, fam family of eight or nine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, time on the chamber pot was precious. Yeah, it's not good. Um, and, and, you know, what, what made it worse probably is you didn't have a, a, an iPhone or other smart device to bring with you mm -mm. to play games. Mm -mm. But that's that's not the kind of deployment that we're talking about. No, nope. it's, it's a very technological, very different type of deployment. <laughs> so let, let's, let's put ourselves in that final window where we're going to deploy the Iron Man armor. Carl, I think you had some thoughts about the the, the approach that Tony is going to be taking. You talked about this off air, but I'd like you to, sure. to go down that road. Sure. So basically, uh, you know, the joke that I was cracking among our one, amongst our wonderful selves was, uh, you know, for this deployment, Tony's not going, hey, web admins, are we good to go? Hey, database architects, are we good to go? Hey, change control board. Are we good to go? Oh, we're good. Okay, great. Like, we will we will deploy at five p.m. on day six, right? Like, and for the audience, basically, the people that I was mentioning is that um, within software, basically, you have a lot of people who are involved in putting something out that people can use, right? And, and commonly, you would think of it as the change control process. Precisely, right? So very high level, you know, we've heard developers, and so developers are people who are writing code, and then the quality assurance testers are the people who are within the IT team testing this stuff with their own test. And then when we talked about user acceptance testing, it's basically someone who is representing the ultimate stakeholder or the stakeholder themselves, testing it being like, I say, yes, this is what I want, or no, this is not what I want. But even after all of that happens, right, after testing is done, um, the customer slash stakeholder still needs to get it. And that's where these people come in, right? So if we're talking about a website, there are web admins who basically are very important people responsible for taking the code that has been approved and putting it on the website, right? And then if there's anything that has to involve a database, then these people work with database architects because these are people who also do work to make sure whatever's been built does what it's supposed to do in the database and doesn't do what it's not supposed to do. So it takes many people to put this together. And Carl, would you say it takes a village? I would say it takes a million villages to raise a child <laughs> when it comes to software development. A city, perhaps? A state? A country? I would say the world. What about a city-state? <laughs> oh. A city-state? Oh. Athens? This oh, is this, this is this Sparta? Is this Sparta? Are we gonna yell this is Sparta? Well, I, I mean, I, given that in Sparta, if you fail, you died, and if Tony fails, he dies. Mm, there are some corollaries. That's here. a deep cut. That's deep. Some some drop English, but Zahina's dropping mm, science. Yep, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but to sort of draw out a little more detail, what mm -hmm. you're the process you're explaining, Carl. It, at the end, once everyone has said yes, we can we can go forward with this. There's still a process by which you take it from what what we would refer to as a a non-production environment and put it into a production environment. Correct. So what that means for those of you who are not deeply steeped in the lore of software development, you do all of your development and testing sort of behind the scenes, you know, away from the end users, away from the public. Mm -hmm. 
And then once you're all done, you put that into the production environment, which means it's live, it's out there, it's ready to be used mm -hmm. by the people that need to use it. And so that's an important point here because this is another thing that Tony has does not have available to him. Yeah. He does not have test environments. Nope. He does not have a production environment. He doesn't have a change management process or a change control process. It's okay. I think this is good enough. It's day six. I got to get the f out of here. He's been. He is the process. He is the. Pro he is in prod. He's yeah. been in prod since day zero. Right. Like that's what he's been doing. And so much like that uh, most interesting man meme. When when he tests, he tests, tests in production. production. Yep. Yeah. And the other thing that we sort of alluded to along the way in, in getting to this deployment is it's all got to happen at once. So sometimes, you know, depending on the organization you work in, you might release something into production, even though it's not going into wide use yet, because you say, look, that part of the code is done. We're not going to touch it again. It's been tested. It's, it meets the requirements. We'll promote that into production, even though we're not going to release a production environment to the, you know, the, the end user or the public. But that, again, is not, not an option for Tony. It's, he's got to put it all into play mm -hmm. all at once. He's got to get in the armor. He's got to make his escape. You know, so he does not have the luxury of you know, doing it in phases, mm -hmm. which is something that is, is an option. I, I know that personally I've, I've had that happen where we said we're done with one thing. We're not going to touch it again. And I, I love that Sahin is across from me, nodding her head, smiling. She, <laughs> she knows of when I speak. Oh yeah. Um, you know, for the viewers or listeners at home, Sean and I actually used to work together. Sure did. So, uh, not, not on the podcast either. Yeah, not like real life corporate America. So we definitely, we've definitely been through some of these, some of these deployments uh, together. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> should should I have given a trigger warning? Just the wee -woo. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like I need a wah trigger, wah trigger. <laughs> no, although I will say our the things that we've worked on, it's never really totally gone to shit. So I can't really. Well, not while we were there, because we were there. Well, that's a very important clarification. You know that I, I think it's safe to say that um, everything we worked on was was locked down. Uh, it was actually perfect. Yeah, it, it was it was tightly managed. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So Tony, all at once, no phases, no no staged deployments, all at once. Um, but then once he's deployed. And you know we're we're gonna circle back to some of this in, a, in in the later part of this episode. So I just I wanted to introduce the idea of post deployment, mm -hmm. which and you know Tony's case is the critical piece because it means yep. he's still alive. Mm -hmm. Right. Post deployment, there's a whole other development life cycle that kicks off. Mm -hmm. um, now, in the comic books, intriguing stuff. Yeah. yeah, in the comic books, you know, once Tony escapes at the end, the very end of Tales of Suspense number thirty-nine, they they brought the character back. So you you know, not only do you know that he lives and he's created this armor, now they brought him back. So that begins this sort of iterative to to go back to Carl's word from the previous episode, the iterative process where Tony starts tinkering. So he's gone. Be, he's yes. going beyond the MVP. He's like, okay, I escaped. I'm alive, and man, this armor is pretty fucking cool. Mm -hmm. I could do some real shit with this. Mm -hmm. Pat on the back. Yeah. Pat on the back. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I don't think um, 
the Robert Downey Jr. version of Tony would have any hesitation patting himself on the back and congratulating himself for his ingenuity. He might even do it preemptively, to be honest. <laughs> He's going to be doing it during development. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so fucking cool. That is that hand is amazing. Wow. So it's, 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 it's almost like a, a James Brown. He's got to step, step back and, and kiss himself. He does. He yeah. does. He needs to respect the work. Yeah. So there's a whole other life cycle beyond deployment. So we've been talking about this whole process of, you know, getting Tony out the door, helping him to escape. You know, even though it's not obvious during that initial deployment life cycle, that post-deployment of the MVP, there are other places you can go. And not just flamethrowers, not just missiles. There's lots of other tech, even in 1963, that Tony could build into the armor, such as the propulsor technology that he uses to fly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the uh, in the, the movie version, yep. um, he starts adding more types of weapons. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he gets into nanotechnology mm-hmm. uh, in Infinity War, where yep. the suit is, is actually nanoparticles housed in a, uh, a thing on his chest that he wears around, so they can just tap that and the suit creates itself around mm-hmm. his, his body. So there's all kinds of other places you can go after the initial deployment. Yep. And that's, I think, something that we always want to stress for our listeners that even though we've been talking about this building up to a specific point in time, which is getting Tony out and, and saving his life, that's not real. That, that, that there's always more to be done afterwards. So any good product owner like Sahin has worked out a roadmap of where you're going to go after each deployment. So you know, you're working on that deployment, you're doing all the testing and development, et cetera, but you're always working on and planning the future releases as well. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm seeing Sahin go, yep, yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, part of that process, so part of defining the MVP is defining what is by definition defining what isn't MVP and from those non MVP items. One of those things that you know you say it and, and people will go, oh yeah, but if you don't say it out loud, it's not that obvious. No, it's it's completely true. So all like for instance, if you didn't get if he didn't get to actually put in the flamethrowers and the you know and the missiles, well, that sounds like a pretty natural next step once he's actually out and alive and safe and can actually do his development back in his own lab. So yeah, no, definitely you can use things that come up that stakeholders say that they want and use that use that to inform your roadmap, especially post-MVP. And I'm going to revert back to Will Ferrell as James Lipton, masterful. <laughs> so you know what that was masterful. You know what's interesting about all that too, because while while the two of you've been talking about that, what I've been thinking about that's interesting, not only within the work that we do, but also interesting with the Iron Man piece is um that balance of the product lifecycle and and the role of operational support. Mm-hmm. Right, because in our world we know like after a deployment there's operations, and then while the operations is happening, you have that next piece, and so. I find that interesting with Tony Stark because I'm thinking, okay, right? That minimum viable product, he escaped, right? So he did it. But now he's thinking about the next one. And yeah. so I'm wondering, in the case of Tony Stark, is he a guy for whom, you know, operational support doesn't doesn't fit within his workflow, right? It's like he builds the first suit, he escaped, mm-hmm. done. That's it. He does 
oh, the right rocket booster didn't work. Doesn't care. He's already thinking about the second one. You know, whereas in our line of work, right, like you released it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're thinking about it. But there's another team that you've already talked to for operations that are dealing with. Yeah. The stuff that's been put. They out. keep. Yeah. Whatever's actually been put in production. So in this case, Mark one. Mm-hmm. Um, well done. Thank Masterful. You. <laughs> I really tried. You know, you would have a team that makes sure that that's stable and that still works and is doing whatever it's meant to do while work is being done to create the next iteration, the bigger and better version of your MVP. And while you were talking, Carl, once again, you spurred me. I had a vision of Tony Stark as Rakim. How so? Thinking Only of a, built for Cuban. <laughs> no, thinking of a master plan. Uh, Say nothing but the sweat inside my hand. Okay, I like that. <laughs> so yeah, that Marvel again, it, it, with doors open, we're ready to talk about developing that series. <laughs> okay, while it's great that we've 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 laid out that there's there's somewhere else to go beyond deployment. I think we need to go a little bit deeper into the actual mechanical parts of deployment, aside mm-hmm. from the actual mechanical parts of the armor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think the best way to approach that is to take a break. So let's hydrate, smoke them if you got them. We'll be right back. Hey, Manufictioners. Do you like what you're hearing? Want to join the Manufictioners Club and go deeper into the development lifecycle of the Iron Man armor? Maybe you want to tell us why Wang Chu is a stakeholder or even add some requirements to the MVP. Join us in the Manufictioners Club on Patreon to get access to our videos, our discussion group, even bonus episodes and behind-the-scenes content you won't find anywhere else. Follow us on social media, too, for news and updates about upcoming seasons. All links are in the description for this episode. I'll catch you around the digital campfire, and welcome to the Manufictioners Club. Welcome back, everybody. Now I know I can hear the excitement. I can hear the buzz. I can mm-hmm. feel it. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's tingling through my body as if I've been struck by Thor. <laughs> um, I would hope not. <laughs> <laughs> because they, if I was actually hit by Thor, I probably wouldn't be feeling anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. it, you, it, I'd be Tony Stark on day eight. It'd be a, <laughs> it'd be a permanent dirt nap, my friend. <laughs> um, so let's 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 get into the the mechanics of a deployment. And Carl, you laid out some of this already, but there's mm-hmm. there's more there's more meat on those bones. So when when you're actually deploying something, to, before we talk about this specific Iron Man armor, mm-hmm. there are a lot of steps of communication that have mm-hmm. to happen along the way. Mm-hmm. So when when once you've accomplished your testing, you've gotten your your sign off from everyone to say let's let's go ahead and promote this to production. You've got to make sure not only that everyone who needs to, you know, do, be on hand for deployment weekend. Which let's let's go down that rabbit hole for a second because that's always fun. Um, most places fun. Com- most most yeah, companies that it. are that are doing internal deployments. So in other words, not customer facing deployments. Um, will release new versions over the weekend. Womp, trigger, womp, trigger, <laughs> womp, trigger. Big trigger. That's a big um, one. Because, you know, you don't want people working in your application while you're trying to deploy your new version to production. So mm-hmm. you tell everybody, okay, 
turn turn off your machines at five o'clock on Friday. We're going to go in there and, and release a new version. Yep. So you've got to communicate that well mm-hmm. beforehand so mm-hmm. that you know people are aware that this is coming yep. and what they need to do to support the fact that the deployment's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Then you you promote your code around six o'clock on Friday, and then everybody gets on a call Saturday morning at 7 a.m. to say, did anything break? Yep. <laughs> Are we fucked? Yep. And, you know, if you're lucky, nothing is fucked, dude. That's true. Nothing is fucked. But more often than not. <laughs> As Sam Jackson said in Jurassic Park, hold on to your butts. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. More often than not, you get a little, you get a little bit of something mm-hmm. that has gone on, mm-hmm. and you have to uh, scramble. Basically, <laughs> scramble like an egg. So true. And this is this is the big tease to keep you going until the end of the episode because we're we're going to come back to that idea that once something goes wrong, what do you do mm-hmm. to 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 correct it? So that's that's one piece of communication that has to happen. You've got to let people know that you're going to deploy, that they should be logged out of the application. If you are consumer facing, though, so ever we all have smart device of one mm-hmm. brand or another mm-hmm. and you know you will get the the badge on the update center that says you know you've got new versions of your your apps mm-hmm. and you know those come in you know whenever mm-hmm. uh, you know they have to go through their their whole approval process with the app store and whatever but exactly. um, once they're ready to be pushed out to your machine you you get that badge you go in you click update but you don't get notified any other way of that because they just say, well, the, the companies just say, look, we can't tell 10 million people who have downloaded this who may not even have it on their phone anymore that this is coming. So we're just going to release it. We're going to put some release notes in there to tell them what's coming or what what's in the release. But they're on their own. Those customers out there that we can't name or identify, they've just got to figure it out for themselves. But... For, like I said, for internal facing stuff, there's more communication than just, hey, we're going to do this this weekend, log out of the application. You have to let your senior management stakeholders know that this is happening because they're not really involved during most of the project. You're checking in with them on a periodic basis, you mm-hmm. know, maybe once a month, every two months, depending on how long the project goes, mm-hmm. you know, just to, to give them an idea of progress. But they're not, they're not testing. You know, they, they don't care about the requirements elicitation. That's for the people down the chain to, do, to deal with. But you've got to tell them, we did it. We, we, we got to the point now where we're yeah. going to deploy this thing. Yeah. So here it comes. Mm-hmm. Let's celebrate. You know, let's, let's all go out and have a beer after work someday. And then that day never comes. Yeah. Um, so that's another aspect of the communication that you have to execute on. Let's bring that into the Iron Man example, mm-hmm. as we've discussed many times. Really, at the, at the point of deployment, the only to- stakeholder at that point is Tony. We, we've said that- Well, ho- has, has Yinsen died yet? Bingo. Yes, yes. At the point of deployment. Well, okay. During the Fine. process of deployment. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That was well, the I guess, qualifier. sorry, is that a, no, is that well, a spoiler? He, well, no, well yeah, that's the qualifier. No, we, we talked about it enough. Okay, yeah, okay. but that was the qualifier I was going to give you, but yeah, you put that in there already. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, at, at the actual absolute moment that Tony's being fitted with the suit, Ho Yinsen, 1963, and 2008 Yinsen are helping him into the armor. But 
during both of those episodes, you know, in the comic book and the movie, there's other stuff going on that says, oh, that gets Ian sent to say, wait a second, I've got to slow these other people down before they interfere mm. with this final deployment. So, you I know, the, 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 the allegory might be, um, you know, it's, it's Friday morning, you're going to deploy Friday night, you're getting all your ducks in a row, and there's a hurricane. And so you, you're like, okay, everybody, let, let's, we, I got to deal with this hurricane. Tony, you keep doing your thing. So we can we can fire this off at, at five o'clock tonight. That may not have been the best example, but I think you get the, yeah. the, the idea mm-hmm. of what I'm saying here is the in the comic book and in, in the movie, the relative minion soldier figures who are working for Wang Chu in, in Tales of Suspense and for Raza in the movie are converging on Tony and Yin Sen. And Yin Sen, again, the, the the plot device Yin Sen mm-hmm. decides I am going to sacrifice my life even though I've been trying to help Tony so that I can escape too I'm going to give up my life so that Tony can go on and you know we'll, we'll we can have a whole other episode about the cultural racial right. decision making mm-hmm. in, in that situation that you know let let's save the the genius white guy. And have the 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 non-white guy give up uh, his his own also life. Also a genius, though. So tragic. Yeah, tragic loss. Um, and you know, and, and someone who has a family, presumably. I mean, it's certainly the the in the um, movie. Yeah, the, they, the movie. They, he specifically talks about going home to. Yes, his exactly. Oh man. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, never gets there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yes, to 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 return to the finer point, that the actual moment mm-hmm. that the 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 armor is activated and Tony becomes mobile within it. He is the last remaining stakeholder. Leaving aside the way I put Wang Chu in the closet and said he's not a stakeholder on previous episodes. So really, for Tony, there's no one else to tell. There's no one else to say, okay, I'm about to flip the switch here. I'm going to turn this on, you know, log out of your Iron Man armor application so that I can deploy to production. It's just, I'm ready to go. It's day six. I got to get the F out of here. Switch it on, and it's it's all uh, you know f- full full steam ahead. Mm-hmm. All systems go, um, which again, that's not a real world example, nope. but in Hollywood OS, that's how it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would say there's a bit of communication there too. You know, you have to communicate to your stakeholders. So, you know, Yinsen knows that this is going to happen. So Yinsen does what he needs to do after that's been communicated to him. Um, it's a good point. Good Raza or Wang Chu? Wang Chu. Raza or Wang Chu, um, whichever version we're talking about, they certainly get, it certainly gets communicated to them that- Yeah, they catch that fish. Tony's, yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that Tony's been working on a little something, something. So- yeah, it, uh, it is not the Jericho missile. Surprise. Uh, oh, rats. Psych. <laughs> so I would argue that that communication does happen. Just maybe not the way that we're used to. And I, we're I, not... I, I'm I'm really enjoying the idea of merging Tony Stark and Eddie Murphy. You want to lick? Psych. Okay, so we would we've we've established Tony does not have to go through as, as many of the same steps. Mm-hmm. Does, doesn't Definitely have any not. operations team that he's got to deal with. Yep. He's got no DBAs. 
he he is a one man wrecking crew of development, testing, and deployment. He is the whole SDLC and PMLC in one person. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's basically and it. And for, for, for those of you not in the room, SDLC is software development lifecycle yep. and PMLC project management yes, lifecycle. Exactly. Okay. That, that was a new one to me. I haven't heard that one before. Um, and I call myself a project manager. <laughs> We're all learning. You yeah. know that one Yelper who called us aggressively mediocre? That's why. Yeah, that's why. May, may have been right. Acronym, may have had a point. Acronym soup, guys. <laughs> acronym soup. Um, all right. There's there's one more, and I teased this earlier. There's mm-hmm. one more piece of deployment operations that we need to talk about in in not just in in terms of the Iron Man armor, but the real world mm-hmm. examples that we've all lived through. So good time to take another break. So Hydrate, smoke them if you got them. We'll be right back. Manufacturers Club. For a limited time only, get your choice of a free, very stylish Manufacturers Club logoed t-shirt or tote bag. Tell us your size, because we don't know. Limited time only. Free with a subscription to our Patreon channel. Subscribe to the Manufacturers Club. It's delicious. And... We are back. Let's do it. Um, this is the home stretch, everybody. This is this is what this has you know, been leading up to. This is the final payoff. Although I think we've been paying off the entire season, mm-hmm. if I may say so. With uh, no, if this is not an IMHO situation, because this is not a humble opinion. Oh, I'm, snap. I'm, you know I'm, what this is? I'm out and proud. It's a pat. It's a pat on the back. Yep. It's just an IMO. Take the H out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or, or or maybe I am NHO oh, in my okay. not humble, humble opinion. opinion. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I think either of those uh, designs would satisfy the requirement. I like that. Um, <laughs> so we teased this earlier. What do you do if it goes wrong? Yep. What 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 do you do if you get on oh, that Saturday morning call at seven a.m. and you find out? Whoops! We erased the entire database. Is this the part where you, know you do you cry? Yeah. Is this the part where we? jokingly say hope is not a strategy (laughs) (laughs) um i I don't even think that you did in those moments at 7 a.m on saturday when you're dealing with that you're not even thinking about hope you're just thinking okay how do i save my ass that's exactly how do i I get my bacon out of this fire that's exactly what it is cancel your brunch reservation and uh and log log on you you cancel the next 72 hours yeah (laughs) that's exactly even monday okay uh, not not to be a pedant but i'm I'm gonna do this (laughs) Mm mm-hmm if you're Uh-oh. really good, if you're doing your planning correctly, you don't make any other plans for that weekend. That's true. You true. just you, That's you true. hermetically seal those seventy-two hours That's off true. in their own yeah. bubble. That's true. And you live in it until you are released. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. So let's 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 say you mm-hmm. get on that call. Mm-hmm. Database has been blown out. Yep. By the deployment, which yep. this is this is a common thing that happens. It happens. This is this is not a oh well, this this is not a what if without the ellipsis. This is this yes. is something that's actually happened. This is a last Tuesday. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yes. And at that point, we we have limited options. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you've done your planning correctly, and this this is where your DBAs can come into play. If mm-hmm. you've blown out the database. Yep. You've backed everything up. Correct. So that, you know, if God forbid, not only during a deployment, if the database should ever be wiped for any other reason, mm-hmm. you've got you've got tape copies somewhere. Yes. But the 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 the, the umbrella category for what you for all those options fall under is the rollback. Mm-hmm. 
And what we mean by rollback is a series of things, and the deployment itself will, will determine which of these series of things you need to accomplish. But it's basically saying, all the things we did to get into this situation, we are going to sequ sequentially reverse our course so that we're going to take that code out of production, we're going to restore the database, we're going to put the previous version of the code back into production after you know backing it out and, and overwriting it so you have this ability mm -hmm. and you know the, the thank thank the uh, supreme being of your particular uh, religion for the the fact that, that this is possible that you can roll back mm -hmm. out of your deployments mm -hmm. unless you're tony stark yep <laughs> yeah. because yep. Yep. <laughs> if tony stark fails he's dead oh yeah um, if his if his Iron Man armor database crashes and it gets wiped, you, Tony. You know what gets, else gets wiped? Tony. His life. Yeah. His life. Um, so Tony, Tony is Tony is not a candidate for a rollback. Yeah, there's no, no. rollback. Here. But mm. let's let's think for a moment about the movie version, mm -hmm. because while Tony does accomplish the escape, he does survive. He doesn't get very far. So it's not. I'm not suggesting that there's a rollback option, but so once once Tony is alive post deployment, mm -hmm. and he crashes into the desert yes. before he gets magically found by the helicopters with Rhodey and team that just happen to be flying right over the spot where Tony crashes into the desert. At that point, it's not a rollback as much as it's a okay. Now the technology is destroyed. I'm Tony Stark, genius billionaire philanthropist playboy this can be improved so maybe that's where tony goes into mark ii planning yeah roadmap which he's maybe he's finally starting to build a roadmap <laughs> which if and i was gonna throw this to you as the product owner zaheen mm -hmm. you you would i would imagine and i don't want to speak for you you'll speak for yourself I would imagine that in in those moments where you do have to do a rollback, you are thinking of ways to protect against that in future versions, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, you want to learn from your mistakes, right? If you find that a, a particular feature ends up wiping a DB, that's database. That's very bad. So what you'll do is instead of, you'll you know, you'll roll back. And your roadmap gets delayed a little bit because now you need to spend time making sure that none of your features upcoming in, uh, in your upcoming roadmap will do that same thing. You need to allow a little bit of extra development time to protect against that kind of situation. Or you need to spend an extra bit of development time protecting your current state from being so affected by by anything that you're trying to put out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You want to put some safety rails in place. 100%, yeah. 100%. And things like this often come up and you do have to build them into your you have to build them into your roadmaps. Yep. And I'm I'm going to I'm going to take the other step forward from everything you just said and talk about and bring it back to the communication aspect of the rollout mm -hmm. because not only is it you know, a, a horrible experience, trigger warning to have to go through a situation where you need a rollback. Then you have to go to your senior stakeholders oh gosh. Saturday, Actually, on a, on a Saturday morning and send an email and say, um, hey guys, we had a little problem. <laughs> We're going to have to roll back. And, I, I, you know, in, in my experience, every time that's happened, why didn't you catch this in testing? 
Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the first sentence they send. Yep. And it stings because they're not wrong, but it still stings. Yeah. Right? And, 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 it stings. And, you it know, stings. going into the finer points of, you know, things can happen in production, you know, once you release something into the wild, so mm-hmm. to speak, that you mm-hmm. can't test for. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that they don't want to hear that. Exactly. 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 It's, <laughs> it's like, just, how are you going to fix it? And when when do I have to check in? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, eh, I want to tell you about the server load and the balancing, but you don't care. Okay. No. You're they not really wrong. Don't. You're not wrong. And, you know, so then you do that little bit of communication. Mm-hmm. You execute those rollback steps. And for those of you who are not in software development, you may never want to get into software development once I explain <laughs> the rest of this to you. So, How deep are you going to go, my guy? So far, we're only at about 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning. <laughs> once you start that rollback, you literally, and I'm not making this up, I am not exaggerating in any way, shape, or form, you are on the phone for the next 24 to 48 hours while that stuff gets fixed. Now, that doesn't mean you're always actively talking to one another, Mm -hmm. but you leave the bridge, the conference line open, everyone stays on the line, and you say, okay, we're going to come back at 11 o'clock after our developer and our operations team have rolled back to see what our status is. You come back at 11 o'clock, you have your 15 to 20 minute conversation. Okay, was it successful? Mm-hmm. Okay, what our next step is X, Y, Z. Let's execute on that. Come back at, at you know 12.30 when that should be done. Mm-hmm. So that's the rest of your weekend is you literally stay on the phone. And again, those of you who are not in software development, this is a cautionary tale. Don't, you know, <laughs> you may want to think twice about that job offer that you get. <laughs> um, and this honestly just really highlights the importance of QA, the importance of testing. It is not something that you want to, no. you know. You don't cut skip. corners there. Exactly. It is not a place you cut corners. No, no, you no. Don't. A little bit of extra time in QA can really, it can really save your weekends. QA saves lives. It does. It does. <laughs> oh. It certainly saves weekends. QA saves lives. Our, our QA testers need that merch. <laughs> QA, QA saves <laughs> lives. QA saves lives. <laughs> But then, you know, hopefully, and, and again, I've never been in, in a situation where we've done a rollback that was completely unsuccessful, knock on wood for my future. Yep. But, you know, you go through this pain, uh, you spend the weekend on the phone, you get through everything, and then you, at some point, you know, once you figure out why, why did this happen now as opposed to the testing and you, you correct that issue, usually in the code, not always, but mm-hmm. usually... And then you redeploy, and if you've done everything right, Sunday night around 7 p.m., everyone says, yep, it's working, we're good, we can, we can you know, go forward with informing everyone Monday morning that we were successful. And then the very last thing before you start this whole cycle all over again, because believe me, it never ends. You just, you know, as, as we talked about with Sahin, the product owner, you just, you, you get that deployment done, you're already working on the next release. Mm-hmm. Let's go. But the last step, and again, this is, this is really exclusive to your internally focused applications as opposed to your consumer applications, is you send out the email late Sunday night, early, early, early Monday morning before everyone gets to the office or logs in for their day Monday morning to tell them, hey, we had a successful deployment. This is what you'll see when you log in. You know, if you have any issues, here's our support ticket help desk link that you can contact. Mm -hmm. You know, here's links to training if you haven't taken it already. Mm -hmm. You know, just, you kind of, that that's the bow. Yep on the gift that you've delivered to your users late Sunday, mm-hmm. early Monday. And 
like I said, that that that's the end of that life cycle, and then you're off to the next one. So, you know, it is a little bit of a a, a hamster wheel yep. sometimes, software development, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it can be rewarding despite everything that I just warned you about on those weekends. And everything that we've just been talking about in terms of, you know, one of the ways in which the deployment process can work, right? Just because we're talking about software, right? Like clearly it's a different process if you're doing like hardware, you know, but there's still certain things that are there. And so that's what makes kind of our Tony Stark like journey interesting, right? Because this man is his own like software life cycle and project management life cycle and his own deployment cycle, right? Like, and that, that that will not be the case in future seasons of the Manufacturers Club. When you know, it, 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 this is Tony's a is a unique cat. He is. He's very unique. Oh yeah. Right. Like his product release is when he shows up in the new suit. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's it. <laughs> that's his communication too. That's exactly. Hey it. guys, I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I'm here. Oh, is that a new suit? Why, yes, it is. Oh, okay. I'm glad you, thank you for noticing. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Does it look nice? Does this suit make me look fat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, note to self, change that in Mark 60, right? Yeah. Like, like, that's basically Build a, uh, a corset into the, the Iron Man armor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cinch it in. So to, to, to put the final thought, not only on you know the, the, the life cycle, but specific to Iron Man armor and Tony Stark, in addition to you know the communication being I'm escaping here here's what I've been developing instead of your weapon you idiot who was supposed to be watching over me I think there is actually an additional piece of communication to so despite Tony being his own developer his own tester you know his own deployment manager so to speak after he gets home there's the communication to the world that. Look, I wasn't dead. So there's the immediate communication mm-hmm. to his captors that busting out, yo. Yeah. But then he gets home and everybody who thought Tony was dead is, you know, it's, it, it's drawn out in much more graphic relief in the movie yeah, exactly. where they take him directly from the um, the the army um, airplane. To the press conference. Yeah, to where, where they say, look, he's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's, in a sense, that extra step of communication for Tony that normal deployment managers wouldn't have to do, which is not to say, look, I've deployed, it's I survived. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is this that's an additional requirement that yeah. I had. I wanted to live. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where we get with Tony Stark. And that that, my friends, is the end of season one of the Manufacturers Club. So first off, we want to thank everyone, not only those of you who have subscribed, but everyone who's listened uh, and and given us an opportunity to join you on your car ride to work, on your walk around the city, on your your daily runs, whatever your personal situation is when you're consuming podcasts. Thank you for welcoming us into your space and joining us in the Manufacturers Club. As we have mentioned, I hope, enough times, but we're going to do it again. We do have bonus content, behind the scenes content on our Patreon channel, which is linked in the description for each episode as well as our season one trailer. So uh, you can find the link there. If you like what you've heard and you want to get the extra stuff, you want to get a peek behind the curtain, you want to get to know us a little bit better and really become full members of the club. 
hit us up on Patreon, become a subscriber. We've got a, a variety of different options there and in terms of the types of content as well as the uh, levels at which you can join and become a member of the club. So we we welcome everyone. want to make sure that that's clear, that this is, this is meant to be for all of the geeks out there, no matter the color of your skin, the religion that you practice, the sexual identity, your gender, it doesn't matter. You are part of the conversation. You are part of our club even if you don't subscribe. So want to stress that th th this is for, for all of us um, around the world. And last, certainly not least, I want to thank my co-host, Carl. Sean, pleasure. Thank you very much. And my other co-host, Zaheen. Sean, I'd like to thank you. And I'll also thank myself. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, I'm a good guy. There's that pat on the back right there. But the, yeah, I think, uh, I, or I should say, I hope what, what's come across is this was a lot of fun for us to do. Yes, it was. And I hope that everyone listening to it has as much fun listening to us as we had making the content. And, and two quick things. I also want to give a fellow shout out to my co-host, Sahin, and a uh, shout out to the man in the booth. Yeah, I'll second that. Uh Second that shout out, I'd like to also, Carl, there's just a lot of self-congratulatory-ness that's happening here, but seriously, you guys are great. Um, we got Jason, too, who is really, you know, he keeps us on time, he keeps us together, and, you know, we, we need him. We need him. So thanks to Jason as well. Important member of the team. Oh, yeah. Crucial. All right. Well, um, last thought for everyone out there, I, I, I teased more seasons, we are going to um, take this same approach to a whole range of fictional technology in the comic book and video game and sci-fi genres. Um, so, season two, soon to follow, where we're gonna we're gonna get into magic and Doctor Strange. Oh, and why am I saying it like it's a question? <laughs> There's that upward inflection. Yeah. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a different kind of technology, but I think if you take, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe's approach that, you know, the, the Arthur C. Clarke quote of any mm -hmm. uh, sufficiently advanced technology appears to be magic. Well, we're going to sort of reverse engineer that and say, let's talk about magic as a technology. So that, that's, that's season two, which is going to be coming hot on the heels because Doctor Strange, the, the sequel in the multiverse of madness is coming up soon. Um, so we want to give everybody a place to talk about magic and how to deal with it as a technology. So look out for that. Same bat time, same, same bat, bat channel. channel. We are the, the Manufacturers Club. Club. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Good night. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you want more behind the scenes content, you can subscribe to our Patreon. And if you want some updates, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks to Gotham Podcast Studios. Special thanks to Raul. And again, I'm Zaheen. I'm Carl. And I'm Sean. We are the, the Manufacturers Club. Club.